Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Matthew Douglas Pinard. Last name P I N A R D. My website is Matthew with two T's, Douglas with one S, P I N A R D dot com. I'm the author of the New Wine series as well as um, a total now of seven books. And today, what we want to talk about on this podcast is book number five. Book number five is entitled The Precious Blood. And it involves something um, that I think has significant importance to the entire world. And when you hear about this story, I think you'll understand why I say that. Um, if we look at what's happening in the world right now, not just the level of natural disasters that seem to be occurring, um, in my opinion, fulfilling book of Revelation prophecies, for example, an earthquake per day that is happening right now. It's been happening. I've been tracking it for at least five years. Uh, we just saw multiple volcanic eruptions within the same week to include two simultaneous volcanic eruptions on the island chain of Hawaii. Um, we've had numerous storms, record-setting storms, Hurricane Ian, which uh, broke many records. Uh, we just saw a massive winter storm go all the way across the continental United States. So we're having these natural disasters at the same time as everybody is quite aware. We have this spiraling out of control proxy war in Ukraine. This is obviously to me, um, and I'll give you my credentials and background in a moment, but clearly the United States and Russia are at war. I believe that it's only a matter of time that it's a full blown conflict between NATO, China, Russia, uh, North Korea, potentially in Iran. Um, so what I'm about to discuss with regards to the precious blood, I think has significant relevance to these world events. I will give you my background. I was raised Roman Catholic, baptized, confirmed, first communion, all of that. I went to Catholic high schools. Um, I graduated from the University of Michigan with a bachelor's degree in psychology in 1996. Subsequently, right away, joined the United States military in the U.S. Army JAG Corps. Uh, was awarded an Army Achievement Medal in the year 2000. Honorably discharged. Uh, also, while I was there at Fort Polk, Louisiana, received a master's in military history from Louisiana State University. And this book today that we're going to be talking about, called The Precious Blood, is book number five in my series. I will at some point be doing uh, podcasts on the other books as well, but um, wanted to focus on this one because I think it's highly relevant to world events, um, the return potentially of our Savior, our, our Lord, and also uh, what I believe is more or less the kingdom of heaven trying to intervene and trying to desperately change this dreaded course that the world seems to be placed on. Um, so let me read from the beginning of this chapter of the precious blood. And we will be including photos of everything that we're talking about here. So I was dragged into this um, incredible event. It, it, it truly, in my opinion, is a miracle. And the fact that the Catholic Church is not, as of today, as of right now, putting forth any kind of statement about what happened here um, is, you know, I just can't understand why that is. I, you know, as a Catholic, 
um, any kind of a miracle like this should be um, discussed, investigated. There should be some kind of statement released about it. Um, I've been told that the blood in this event has been tested by the Vatican. Um, but let me explain to you what we are talking about. So I'm going to read from the beginning of my fifth book, The Precious Blood. The precious blood appeared literally out of nowhere. The day was Sunday, November 8th, 2020, near St. George, Utah. The extraordinary minister of Holy Communion said prayers for the reception of the Eucharist, symbolizing the actual body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he opened his picks to give communion to a sick parishioner on this day. Now, what happened next is simply incredible. The picks was full as the minister visited 19 local area homes that Sunday to administer sacraments to the sick and infirmed. As the minister carefully extracted one host for a sick woman, another host fell to the floor from the picks accidentally. The minister carefully picked up the host from the floor and placed the host in his palm under the open picks and distributed communion to the woman. He then placed the picks back into a purse and took out a folded handkerchief and placed the host that had fallen inside half of the handkerchief carefully into folded quarters. The minister then folded the handkerchief again about an eighth so he could fit the handkerchief into his shirt pocket. After visiting the rest of the parishioners and administering Holy Communion to each of them, the extraordinary minister went home around 2 p.m. In the minister's house, there is a crucifix and a candle on the fireplace mantle, where he then consumed the dropped host placed inside the handkerchief. The minister then reached into his shirt pocket to find the host, and after doing so, closed his eyes as he said the Lord's Prayer before consuming the host. As the extraordinary minister opened the handkerchief with both hands to the half-unfolded portion, he immediately saw the entire white, just-laundered handkerchief was covered in what is now being called the precious blood. The extraordinary minister was shocked, as he was a first-hand witness to what later would be formally investigated by the Roman Catholic Church as a precious blood miracle. In essence, if, if you were not raised Christian or Catholic, it, it's an undeniable, unexplainable, certainly paranormal, physical manifestation of blood out of seemingly nowhere. Now, at this point, I want to show some of the photos from this. I'm going to show uh, on this podcast the blood-soaked handkerchief, which we will show here. Also, um, what was very interesting was I happened to be in St. George, Utah, when this event occurred, which I, if you read some of my other books, I think you'll understand that that was not a coincidence. I definitely felt like I was supposed to be there for that day. In fact, my wife, Carol, and I were visiting that area because I was working with uh, local retina surgeons on a Monday, the Monday after this happened uh, for my job. And uh, the sky, the night before this incredible event took place, turned this golden ray, um, I can't explain it, it looks like heaven opening up on earth. We will also show a photo of that as well. And then the day that I was handed the manila folder with documenting these events, which I didn't know that this had occurred until a few months later when I was back in the area again working with retina surgeons and a woman had come up to me in the Catholic Church and said, did you hear about 
our blood miracle and and showed me the photo which is incredible which is on the cover of this book uh, but also the second i walked out of church after she handed me this incredible folder documenting these events i took a photo right above the church was hovering what appears to be uh, an angel shaped as a chalice which is fascinating to me because you know a chalice in religious ceremony is used to administer whether it's sacred wine or communion um, that would be the vessel that could be used so this manifestation of blood on this handkerchief this extraordinary minister was obviously shocked and ended up writing a sworn statement like a legal document testifying that he had just laundered it there was no rational explanation for blood just appearing on this handkerchief now what's fascinating to me and i I really want to see in your comments what you think uh the reason might be for this but i've been told it's been tested It, it everybody on the face of this earth should have a right to know the results of that test um but in my opinion, and I'm just going to say this because I think it, there's a lot of people that I talk to that feel this way. We live in a time, and the Bible even says that this would be the case, where good is called evil and evil is called good. We see a number of things going on, a um, lot of uh, controversy over, for example, the COVID-19 pandemic and you know people being forced to wear masks or not wear masks or being forced to have vaccines i know i had to have a vaccine for my job and there's disparate treatment it seems like um who's vaccinated who's not who's getting a booster who's getting not getting a booster how many boosters do you really need to be safe and it just seems like there's a lot of not just misinformation but almost um almost like i would say a criminal covering up of the truth behind the safety and efficacy of these things and also the the necessity of of a mask or a vaccine in preventing transmission of this thing um which i did have in may of 2022 i uh, was tripped to hawaii and came home and was very sick had had the vaccine already but contracted covid was very sick for one night and uh, definitely believe death was possible. So I'm not downplaying the fact that there is a pandemic and a need um, for treatment. What I am questioning is, number one, how did this COVID-19 escape from a lab in Wuhan? I think there's been a lot of new information to come out to suggest that there was this gain-of-function testing going on there. And also, um, you know, what data is showing that these vaccines are safe. Uh, the personal story: I had a cousin that I'm not. I'm not saying for certain that this is what caused his passing, but had recently been vaccinated and went down to work out on his exercise bike and fell over um, from a fatal brain aneurysm. Very heartbreaking for us as a family. But I've heard story after story after story after story after story about similar situations like that. Certainly the Stu Peters documentary that is out there, if true, is very, very concerning. Um, stories of blood clots forming, large, stringy blood clots being found in uh, autopsies from vaccinated people that did not have COVID-19. That's the um, alleged allegation. So 
in any event, uh, we certainly are living in very interesting times. Um, I think there's other things that are extremely concerning that also seem to fulfill biblical prophecies about end times or book of revelations. Those things being the push for transhumanism. And we have our billionaire class now, um, not only pushing vaccines on us, you know, the peasant class, but suggesting that we'd be better off medically with brain chips that, um, you know, things like gender are being questioned. Um, it certainly seems like the God-given rights, which we have in our Constitution, are being very much challenged. And so this, going back to this book, uh, the appearance of this blood and the potential that this could be the return of our true king on earth. And the fact that his very own church isn't talking about this is extremely concerning to me. And that's why I wrote this. I wrote this. I was told not to, basically, um, warned not to by people in the church where this did occur. Um, but I just feel like this is something that needs to be out in the general public. And once you see these photos, I think you'll understand why I feel that way. I'm also going to include what I believe are uh, visual apparitions in our skies following this blood apparition of what truly does, in my opinion, and a lot of other people I've shown these photos to, appear to be the face of Christ in the sky. And also Mary in her veil. We have photos of that. And then I'm also going to include on this podcast some other photos of what looked to me like a giant white-winged dove, uh, potentially the paraclete or Holy Spirit of God. Now, if you are not not a believer in a Trinitarian uh, religion or a Christian religion, um, all I'm going to ask if, is if this does intrigue you, simply look at these photos and then listen to this story of this extraordinary minister. Um, he, this is clearly not something that I believe was faked, um, manipulated in any way. I'm, and I'm really doing this podcast uh, to not only get this story out there, but to hopefully force some kind of response from my church, my church that I go into, you know, daily to do a rosary for peace that I go and participate in these ceremonies of receiving communion, which in, in our religion is in the literal sense, you're supposedly consuming the very body of Christ. So if, if we're being told that that's our King and we need to follow our King. And then this event occurs in Utah, which seems to be very much, um, quite profound and almost undeniable evidence of his presence on earth. Why aren't we doing it? And I mean, collectively, you know, obviously there's a lot of say open Satanism going on, not just in Hollywood and among celebrities, but, um, elites, people with obscene amount of money. I think the wealth disparity on earth is the worst it has ever been in history. Um, and then now with Russia doing what it's doing, threatening nuclear war, um, invading a country and seemingly not wanting to stop at that, uh, invasion there of Ukraine, but wanting to progress, um, has threatened Britain, has threatened the United States, has threatened Poland, all the NATO countries. And now China, if China invades Taiwan, folks, we're talking about a full blown NATO third world war with communist nations, all of which have thousands and thousands and thousands of 
nuclear weapons that on their own could wipe out the ability for any life to remain on this planet. And then here we have this incredible, precious blood miracle. That's what I'm calling it. That's what the church has been calling it. That's what the people that were involved in this event are calling it. Um, but now I want to basically show the photos of this miracle and then the subsequent what I believe are actual angelic um, apparitions in the skies to include Mother Mary, to include Jesus Christ, to include the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, to include possible archangels that I believe are appearing. And um, I will tell this too, this will probably be the subject of yet another podcast, but without naming names, there I've encountered at least six different people that have had some type of very miraculous and unexplainable reversal of degenerative disease um, following this blood apparition. So without further ado, I want to just put these photos up and please put in your comments what you think and um, just keep an open mind. And if you get a chance and you want to visit my website, MatthewDouglasPinard.com or MatthewPinardAuthor.com, um, we'd be welcome to have you there. And you can see the links to these books that are available on Amazon, Goodreads, um, Ingram, Spark. So in any event, I hope you really take a look at this and comment. Just tell me what your thoughts are. Have a great and blessed and peaceful day, and may God watch over all of us in this very difficult time on earth.